We're talking about Canadian real estate today. Are we in a bubble or are we not? Respected mortgage broker and author Peter Kinch joins us from British Columbia today to chat about what's on the horizon for Canadian real estate. Enjoy. You're listening to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast, where we chat with real estate experts from across the province to learn what's happening in the real estate market. Here's your host, Ron Caroni. Hi, Peter. How's it going today? Fantastic, Ron. Great to be here. Wonderful. Peter, I really enjoyed a video that you you put up on your social media and it was all about uh, real estate and are we in a bubble or not in a bubble? Before we get more into the, the meat and potatoes of the interview, Peter, I'd really love to get a little bit of a background on you and your expertise in real estate. Well, uh, it's getting to be a longer resume these days. Uh, so, my, yeah. My background uh, is actually go way back was a teaching background and uh, left the world of teaching, got into real estate by fluke and default. I was in, I was actually in Japan, believe it or not, ran into a Japanese businessman who wanted to buy real estate in Canada, didn't know a thing about real estate, ended up introducing him to a guy I knew who was a mortgage broker, didn't even know what that was. And uh, when I returned from Japan, the mortgage broker said to me, hey, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? I said, I have no idea. And he said, uh, come work with me and uh, become a mortgage broker. So I did. And that was 26 years ago, Jeez. believe it or not. A chance uh, encounter and what, a, what an impact on your life that made. Yeah. Yeah. Just changed everything. So uh, in around 2000, I started working with real estate investors uh, early on with uh, someone well-known here on the West Coast, Ozzy Jurok. And then uh, in 2003, uh, Don Campbell asked me to, uh, Don Campbell of the Real Estate Investment Network said, hey, could you do for me what you did for Ozzy? And that led to me taking over uh, all the mortgages for the Real Estate Investment Network. Uh, Don and I co-authored 97 Tips for Canadian Real Estate Investors in 2004. So that became a bestseller. Next thing you know, we're doing uh, television, radio, book selling, all this and that. Um, I uh, worked with Rain for about uh, 10 to 15 years. And in 2010, I had been developing a concept called the five-year action plan. So we developed that into uh, the book that I wrote, which is a Canadian real estate action plan in 2010. And uh, since then, I've been working with investors outside of direct ownership in real estate, also got my exempt market license in addition to being a mortgage broker. And that allows me to broker private equity alternative assets and help uh, clients who want real estate inside their RSP or TFSA have an alternative to stocks and bonds. So it's kind of come full circle in that sense. Fantastic. And on a quick note, um, uh, myself getting into the mortgage space, I actually read your book and I was like, man, this sounds like a great industry. And uh, the more I learned about it, the more I wanted to, to get involved. And that eventually led me to, to getting licensed. So I have to thank you for that, Peter. Well, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, Peter, now we're going to get into it a little bit, talking about uh, the, the Canadian real estate market. So before uh, we, we talk about the now or the future, let's get a snapshot of uh, kind of COVID-19 and how the, the market reacted to that in, in 2019 going into to 2020. Well, if I were to summarize it in one word, unpredictable. Um, it's actually, it was kind of insane to be th when you think about it. Everything logically would have suggested we should have had a, a crash. Uh, with COVID, you had 
absolute uncertainty. Uh, you had uh, potential for massive job loss, which in some sectors you did. Uh, and you had the chance for a lot of foreclosures and defaults, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I was one who was predicting that we'd see a co significant correction, especially in Vancouver, where I live. It just didn't make sense. I mean, how can people afford to keep these things going when there's uncertainty in their job markets and employment? Well, the exact opposite happened. Uh, maybe partly infused by the government supporting and bolstering up the economy. But a weird thing happened in the psyche of uh, Canadians, and we flooded to the safety and security of real estate more so than ever before. And as a result of it, we saw prices doubling in certain uh, metropolitan areas. And, and part of that too, Peter, is the psychology of maybe you're sitting at home for a long period of time because of pandemic and mm -hmm. spending a long period of time in a place. It might have given us that sense of, I want to upgrade or I want to be somewhere nicer if I must work from home. Yeah, 100%. And uh, you had what we call the K economy, where you, uh, the upward stroke is companies like Amazon, food companies, anybody that, Rona, <laughs> how well did they do? Right? If you were manufacturing anything that uh, people were flooding to during the pandemic, your business did better than ever before. I got friends in the construction industry that just can't keep up. And then the downward stroke of the K curve is uh, the letter K would be uh, anything like airlines, uh, uh, travel, uh, cruise companies, uh, restaurants, anything service sector. So we're in a, you know, we talk about uh, different types of economies. I've never seen this before where there's been a complete contrast between the two, the upward stroke of the K and the downward stroke of the K equally as drastic. So uh, two very divergent factors playing out as we see this uh, move forward. So even with that K economy, a very strong real estate market. Now, one might expect the air to come out of that bubble a little bit. But um, in that video that you did, Peter, you had uh, a prediction that we might not see any of this forward momentum in real estate come back. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's, there's no bubble that's going to burst any day soon. I'll tell you why. I think there's three factors that are going to play a major role in this moving forward. Number one, uh, okay, let's go back to that K-curve economy. Number one, the, number, the biggest thing is when, and yeah, hey, knock on wood, uh, if we ever get past this fourth wave Delta variant and get back to a so-called normal and the pandemic is something that we can look at the rearview mirror and behind us, what you're going to find is an unprecedented wave of spending in the economy. I mean, all that those companies that are on that bottom part of the cave are going to come up. The people who are in the top part of the cave, they're not going to come down. That's not going to adjust downward. Money's going to flood into the economy. People are going to fill restaurants. They're going to start spending like they never have before. And now that might not be prolonged, but in the short term, you're going to see a flood of capital back into the markets. Well, that, that's just going to support what's already there. The second thing I think that's um, underestimated that people are, are paying enough attention to is immigration. When the pandemic happened, Canada shut the border hard on immigration. But do you know there's upwards of 400,000 people who are approved for immigration into Canada? And it's going to be like opening the floodgates um, when we finally do uh, uh, release those restrictions, you're going to have a wave of immigrants into Canada. 
well, that they need somewhere to live, right? And so that's going to at least bolster or support current prices. And the third part that I think is less predictable, but equally important is what I refer to as the bank of mom, mom and dad. And, and Ron, I would say, say, mark my words on this, I'm happy to go on record. We are on the cusp of the greatest transference of wealth in the history of our country from the baby boomers to people in their 40s and 20s and the trickle down of that. And what I mean by that is if you look at anybody who's in that baby boomer age range, they're typically the people who have lived and owned their homes for the last 20, 30, 40 years. Well, quite frankly, they've been the greatest recipients of this latest boom in house prices. Totally. And most of them were sitting on free and clear properties. So from that side, Peter, there's another factor that goes into that is that we're also seeing and uh, prices of uh, lumber and different things like that mm -hmm. have exacerbated it, but there's just not enough supply either of, of homes uh, across Canada. And would you say that that causes a big factor in the, the non-slowing down of the real estate market? A hundred percent. You know, we're, we're coming up on an election and the biggest uh, topic, one of the main topics is housing affordability, the housing crisis. And it always scares me because I, I envision that government's going to try to step in and artificially manipulate or try to legislate changes to a free market system. Well, the problem is they're missing the mark as to what the real issue is. And the issue in Canada is a supply issue. It's not a, a legislative issue. Uh, I was listening to Dr. Sherry Cooper, who did a great uh, 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 a longtime economist who did a very interesting interview where she basically said, Canada today has about 450 houses per 1,000 uh, residents. We are the lowest housing per capita in the G7. And to catch up, we would need to build 1.8 million homes tomorrow. That's not going to happen. So I think the first place they need to start is removing red tape at City Hall. But you know that's not going to happen any day soon. So again, uh, as long as we have this supply-demand uh, imbalance, prices aren't going down. So moving forward, Peter, into a uh, post-pandemic, uh, uh, an area that we hope we're, we're going to enter soon, what do Canadian homeowners need to know about the real estate they're buying and the mortgages they're taking out? Well, first of all, you're going to hear a lot of noise in the media and a lot of it's going to be, well, what happens if interest rates were to double? Well, the reality is I don't think they will. And, and that's not me trying to pump the tires on the real estate market. I think that uh, the reason interest rates are so low is because central governments around the world have to stimulate the economy. So the only reason they're going to start to raise interest rates is when the economy is running so uh, flush and it's doing so well that they have to slow the economy down. That might happen. But remember, we're only one natural disaster or one terrorist attack or one pandemic wave number X away from uh, a need for further stimulation in the economy. So um, I'm, I'm not so optimistic that we're going to get through this and have such a robust economy that interest rates need to rise or double. That's not to say they won't go up a little bit. So my message to anybody buying real estate today 
is focus on your budget, focus on your affordability. Don't overextend yourself. The people who get in trouble when markets change and shift are those who have overextended themselves and, uh, you know, gambled and really stretched themselves thin. If you're buying anything, whether it's a single family home for yourself or whether it's investment, just make sure that you can afford rate increases and that your budget can handle it. If the budget can handle it, then don't get really too caught up in the noise. It's my message. So many gold nuggets that you're giving us here, Peter. I really, really appreciate this. Um, anything else to add on the topic of Canadian real estate and uh, what's to come? Well, you know, uh, I had tr- I have trouble figuring out what's going to happen next week, let alone next year in, when it comes to real estate. So I won't get into uh, crystal ball gazing, but... Um, I just would, like I said, I think the number one thing is for anybody out there looking to buy real estate, don't gamble. Uh, There's a big difference between investing and speculating. And people get burnt, people get caught are speculators. People who invest are in it for the long run. Uh, If you're trying to make a quick buck and flip something, then you're going to be exposed to the musical chairs ending and you might be caught without a chair. And so, but if you invest based on economic fundamentals and focus on what you can afford and what your budget can afford and be in it for the long run, then I really don't think you have to be too overly concerned what's going to happen because like any market, there'll be ups and downs, but over the long run, real estate's always performed well. From one piece of advice to another one, I'd like to ask everyone this question, Peter, if you could go back and give a young Peter Kinch some advice, uh, what would that advice be? Uh, Honestly, I would have uh, done exactly what I just said. I would have focused more on uh, not stretching myself too thin, uh, focus on budgeting and uh, taking it slower. You know, one mistake I made is I tried to buy everything all at once and, and feel like I had to catch up to the Joneses. I, and I end up getting burnt in uh, small towns chasing cash flow. Uh, you know, stick to fundamentals. Uh, it's not a race. Uh, steady Eddie, start early if you can. You know, the old Chinese proverb, the best time to uh, plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. So uh, get started and be steady. Wonderful. Peter, you do really great videos on YouTube. Uh, where can people find you? Where can people buy your books? Uh, what are what are the social pipes that people can connect with you? Well, you can go to my website, which is peterkinch.com, www.peterkinch.com. And that's Kinch, K-I-N-C-H. Uh, and uh, the books are available on Amazon. Uh, you just type in Peter Kinch in Amazon and uh, you'll find the books there. Awesome. Peter, wonderful to have you on. I really appreciate it from a a personal standpoint. And you gave us so much great information here. So thank you so much for your time and uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Ron, it's my pleasure. And uh, good luck to all the viewers out there. Happy to help. Thank you very much. Thanks again to Peter Kinch for joining us on the show today. Really, really appreciate his insights and expertise. If you like this episode, hit the like and subscribe button. I'm Ron Caroni, your Saskatchewan mortgage professional. Bye for now. This has been the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. If you like this episode, find more information and episodes on our Facebook and YouTube pages. If you'd like to be a guest or have a conversation you'd like to learn more about, let us know by messaging the show on Facebook. Thanks for listening.